0: Next weekend being the first event of the year. All right, here we go. Here
1: we go. <coughs> a little water to the pipes. Ah. Hello, my name is Travis with Oscar Mike Radio. I'm the host and creator. And the man next to me, Clayton Q, is going to be performing live. And so he has graciously agreed to come on Oscar Mike Radio. Clayton, welcome.
0: Hey, thanks a lot. Appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's, it's been really cool getting to talk to uh, these artists who are supporting this event, yourself included. And I'm not a country fan per se. I'm more of a metalhead. But it's been educational getting to understand that, you know, for a guy like me, I think country's all the same. Country is still very, very different and, you know, layered. So yeah. I I was curious if you kind of tell me your background, how you got into performing. Well,
0: you know, I grew up around music. Uh, my family, every Christmas, every holiday, we gather around my at my grandma's house. She'd sit in the middle of the room, and everyone had banjos and guitars and dulcimers. Some people don't even probably know what a dulcimer is. I do. <laughs> That's good. And we gather around and play music and a lot of old gospel songs and a lot of older country songs. And that was, is a, was a huge foundation of me growing up with music around me and huge influence. And uh, I didn't know that there was anyone that didn't play music or sing. I thought everybody's family did that. You know, people at school be like, what's a guitar? Be like, Oh man, my family play, my family plays, you know, it was fun, uh, and I'd have like a couple friends that would come over around the holidays, too, and I think maybe that influenced them and in their music career also, seeing my family.
1: So. so so this started out as a family event, and it was just part of your family makeup. Right. And the dulcimer is a cool instrument. Yeah. And I, like, yeah I don't play I,
0: dulcimer personally, but it's very cool.
1: I like the hammered dulcimer myself. So, but I appreciate it. It's just an, it's an American instrument yeah, and and it's very, you know, um, regional too. I mean, you, you grew up in Kentucky.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Western Kentucky, the real Western Kentucky. It's 80 miles West of Bowling Green, Kentucky, the real Western.
1: So are you near Evansville?
0: Uh, it's about 70 miles South, uh, East of Evansville.
1: Well, I was born Evansville. Oh, Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I go back to the heartland, man. I'm just, I'm in love. It's just a Oh, great sn- place Evansville's
0: be- my stomping grounds in high school. I get that license. No, we go to Evansville to have a, a big weekend out.
1: Nice. Nice. Well, that's cool. So it's a small world.
0: Yeah, man. We probably ran into each other a few times.
1: Well, could be, could be things are strange. So you start playing as a kid with your family and from your, from from your grandmother grandfather all the way down to you all different skill levels how did your growth experience in kentucky because there's like texas country when i lived in louisiana there's that you know texas louisiana mix and then i've noticed that there's carolina has it's kind of like barbecue sauce it's very like to the region right i hate to put it like that but it's kind of like the same thing how how did growing up in Kentucky really shape your your musical um, you know growth?
0: Well, you know, growing up in a uh, in a in a strong Christian valued home, uh, and playing, getting to see my family playing music, and growing up like that, you know, I wasn't necessarily exposed to a lot of the the new age in uh, rock music and pop culture. It was all about that good old, you know, old school country music sound, the George Strait, you know, the the Travis Tritt, you know, the Ray Stevens.
1: Oh, my God. Ray Stevens. I've heard of yeah. him.
0: Dude, I grew up loving Ray Stevens because I, 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 I like the comedy. Awful. I like Ray the Stevens. The BHS VHS tapes was the greatest music videos ever, you know, and they were. They are still, I'm a big fan of Ray Stevenson and uh, got to meet him a few times during Nashville also, but, you know, growing up in Kentucky, I would say in my region or my family, it shaped me who I was or who I am, who my core value is, you know, who I am as a core person. It has been shaped from how I grew up, Uh, especially in my, in my music career, it's my roots. I always go back to that. But getting further out after high school, and then the internet opens your mind, opens you up to the world, and just also aside outside of what's on the radio. Yeah, you know, that's another thing. Out out in Western Kentucky, when I'm growing up, there's not a lot of radio stations. And what radio stations you do have, you have access to about two AM stations. You don't really travel anywhere there was maybe a pop station in high school it was 96 STO in Evansville. Didn't that's come right. in real well, unless you went to the North end of the County and uh, everything else was a couple country stations. So that's what you, that's what your influences were. You lived on what was on the radio every weekend. And yes, that really, I believe cultivated where my roots are, but you know, out, outside of high school and the college, uh, later on in my years, you know, the internet has allowed me to have so many more influences from all these other great artists in the world and to listen to uh, whomever that I want at any time, you know. So I have lots of influences now.
1: How how long have you been performing? Or how long have you been Outside
0: an Outside of, what's
1: that? As an artist, as, as, a, as a country music artist, how long have you been doing that?
0: You know, I came to Nashville in 2004. I wanted to be a performing artist and a performing artist and a songwriter. And I started when I was in high school, uh, playing for tips at a local cafe, in Dawson oh, Springs, Kentucky, and it was called the Tradewater Cafe. Oh my word! And and uh, Tuesday nights was karaoke. And I sang karaoke a lot, enough that um, I had a, a very familiar face in town. It was a small town. And uh, I'd bring my guitar and, uh, and sit and pick a few at uh, any given day of the week and make tips. And then also my uncle uh, owns a barbershop. He still does in the middle of town. And he always had a guitar laying in the corner. And so every day... Uh, that i had time after school uh, me and some friends we go down there and pick guitar and then eventually we'd gather up a little crowd of older gentlemen getting their hair cut you know that really i was that was my parlor parlor That's guitar cool, experience man. That's you know? cool. like so they were back in the 30s playing they're getting hair cut,
1: and, and you're you're playing live for them
0: yeah yeah
1: oh man
0: and you know uh i, I wasn't a Jimi hendrick back then nor am i now so i'm um, Sorry if I made anyone uh, ears hurt with my tone deaf voice as a 17 year old going through puberty, but uh, I had a lot of fun, man. And I definitely cut my teeth uh, on the ground roots level.
1: So just like anything, you, you paid your dues and, you know, you, uh, you know, got to where you are now. Look, I asked, um, you know, the, the night before this airs, I, t- I talked to uh, a press attendant. I asked her this question. Uh, because now Neil Young has sold half his catalog, Bob Dylan sold his catalog for 300 million dollars. So, here's a question I had for her. I'm going to ask you the same thing because fair is fair. If I handed Clayton right now a check for 100 million dollars, and you know, I'd hand it to him, but he could never perform again, he could never sing again, would you take that money? I
0: couldn't take that.
1: You couldn't take it.
0: I couldn't take it, man. Uh, it's, it comes down to honesty being true to myself. And uh, I'm not in it for the money. And nor is, nor is she in it for the money. Anyone who, who loves the power of music is not in it for the money.
1: Well, you know, you both, you know, uh, have the same answer in, in different ways. Like This is a part of you
0: right that's it's really how i express myself to the world and uh that's something that you can't you can't money can't buy and you can't take that away from me no matter if i was the worst guitarist in the world and the worst singer in the world if music is how i release my feelings then you would never be able to buy that
1: all right all right it's just it's it's amazing how a true artist is there for the art whether it's You know, painting, music, types of music, that's part of them. That's what they love. And and I think both you and Presley expressed that pretty well. So music is a part of you. And part of it is giving to your audience, giving to the people who are coming to listen. And it's also giving to yourself, right? You got asked to support an event called Red, White, and Ice, which is why we're talking. What, what was it like when you got approached about supporting that event for veterans?
0: I was very honored. Uh, anyone, especially in the veteran ro- world, that approaches me, that asks me to perform at a, a veteran-related event, I'm absolutely honored. Um, you know, if it weren't for not only our, vet- our current veterans or current active military they're the reason that I'm able to, to go out in the, in the world and, and perform. And if it weren't for our veterans, World War II, World War I, Vietnam, the Cold War, the Korean War, you know, if it weren't for people fighting for our country, who knows if I would be in existence today, our world may be completely different if we didn't have a military to back us like we do, if we hadn't had a military to back us. So I'm very grateful for the history of our military and for our current military. And just the fact that someone thinks enough of me to ask me to use my music to support them or to help them. I mean, that's a great honor. So I was very honored to be asked to play my music at this military related event.
1: I'm curious to ask, well, I'm curious to know, um, did you have any of your family immediate, you know, any uncles or father who served in the military?
0: Uh, you know, not, none of my immediate family. Um, but I have a couple of cousins that have served in the military. Uh, one is, uh, a ranger and, uh, he's, has since, re, you know, retired from the military, but he says once a ranger, always a ranger.
1: There you go. Rangers and uh, the way.
0: Yeah. My cousin Alex also is, has served, uh, eight years in the military and overseas and isn't currently active duty, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he would go back in if needed. And uh, so having, definitely having some family members in the military is it definitely uh, not only when things happen to people that, that uh, I have no relation to, or don't even know, uh, but especially, you know, by having uh, family members of the military it, it hits home whenever something happens to
1: anyone I'm always paying attention to it. Well, that, that's really heartfelt. And, and I think there's a lot of people who, you know, feel that. And, you know, it's probably why you were asked to, you know, support this event. Um, you're going to be at the boondocks. And we're going to actually meet in person and talk. again. Yeah. But I, I'm curious to know uh, for the people out there who are coming or interested in your music. When you perform, what can they expect? Is it like a Randy Travis type vibe? Is it more of a, you know, Charlie Daniels type vibe? You know, who is Clayton?
0: I would hope that when people see me play and perform, that they say, man, this is all Clayton Q. It's not about, you know, I love Charlie Daniels, rest his soul, and respect him highly and, and anyone else. But I would hope that someone sees me and they say, wow, Clayton is his own style and we really like them for
1: that. Well the good thing is with me Clayton. since I don't really know country music, I, I'm an open book. I'm I'm gonna see I'm gonna I'm gonna you know take this all in and, and enjoy it because I mean you all do work very hard in your craft and, and you're here for very you know you know good purpose it's a good thing happening and, and you all get to support it so I'm curious to see. Um 2020 was a bust for a lot of artists across all music. I mean, it's just been brutal. But yeah. it seems like with the vaccine, a couple other things that uh, this might be changing. So, what are your plans for 2021?
0: Well, uh, aside from the events at the Boondocks, I've actually got a performance debuting on the Big Love Benefit concert, uh, oh, wow. streaming on um, Nugs TV. Uh, it's uh they've got tickets at the number two and then the letters NU.gs forward slash big love and uh it's a benefit concert benefiting um sweetrelief.org, which is sweet relief musicians fund for people uh working in the music industry that have lost their income due to COVID. What's really cool? I was uh invited and asked to perform alongside um Rick Allen, the drummer of Def Leppardy, actually played one of my songs with me. Get out. Uh, Winona, Billy Idol, Tommy Shaw of Styx was there. Matt Sorm, drummer for Guns N' Roses. Uh, Brett Michaels and several others. Uh, the Allen Betts band. Um, several others. And it was, very, it was a very big honor for me. Well, the totem pole, Clayton Q to be asked to perform with all these legends. And I flew out there. What's that like? I mean,
1: you had the one of the best drummers ever with one arm backing you, man. What's that like when when you're, when you're feeling that? Dude, uh,
0: it's, I swear this guy has four arms playing and four (laughs) feet playing and it just felt magical uh, having Rick Allen talk to you in your head, in your headsets and, and we talked on the phone several times beforehand and got some one-on-one hang time and said man i'd love to have you come out and perform i love your song drive and uh and they really felt it fit well with the event and so uh i um, flew out to oakland and, and got to have a, a rehearsal and uh there were there were uh, several other great uh acts and legends involved in that it's just so really cool to to have all of that surrounding me for, for that time.
1: And, and you know, did you get to sing with Winona Ryder, or just just meet her, or was she just there? Well,
0: Winona, Winona, Judd,
1: Winona Judd. Yeah, Winona, Winona Judd.
0: Yeah, and uh, I didn't get to uh, sing with her there, but um, I've met her several times previous to that. So it's going to be really cool to share the TV screen with her when I actually, you know, grew up watching her. On TV as well, listening to the radio. Well, I remember uh, her and her mom,
1: age. you know, belting it out, and I'm like, "Wow, they, these ladies can 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 sing!" I, oh yeah, oh, amazing, amazing. So, I mean, you're already in some ways just just crushing it. This is amazing.
0: Well, uh, it takes 20 years to be an overnight success, you know. <laughs> so, and uh, it take a it took a long been in Nashville 16 years, and uh, those have been 16 long years that I've learned so much in. And uh, and continually crafted and, and continue to craft and cut my teeth. Um, I've cut my teeth on on street corners and cafes and bars, and I still continue to cut my teeth on stages and festivals and learning and becoming friends with these with these legends and being able to call them my mentors. Uh, continue to learn about myself and how to grow as an artist. Uh, we got another. Uh, another show that's coming up in the fall this will be our second cruise it's called the kinfolk cruise and it's it's big smo big smo's kinfolk cruise and it's mainly country rap artist but uh, not so much that i'm a crossover but i have a large following in the country rap community uh, due to playing a lot of outdoor festivals and mud festivals there's a lot of Uh, mud parks and they have country rep artists come and so they still need to mix in some country music so when they book me uh, I have a lot a a big fan base in that genre as well and so uh, this is my second time I've been invited back to come on the the kinfolk cruise of Big Smoke so that'll take place later on in the year Uh, I was skeptical at first how 2021 would go but people are ready for live music and they're showing it
1: Awesome. I just want to go back to one thing that you said, you know, that, that you know, it takes 20 years to be an overnight success and, and not just with music and not just with the country music, but in life in general, do you find that a lot of people don't really want to put in the true grind and work to be successful and, or, or they don't understand the level of commitment it takes to get to the level you are at now? You
0: know, everyone's story is different. And where I would say to someone who's been in Nashville the same amount of time as me, they know by now not to give up. But if they were about to give up, I would say don't, man. And just, you know, and and Nashville's different now because of COVID, but there were thousands of people flocking into Nashville. And really with this day and age with the internet, uh, really – your story is your story. So how you make it or what is your definition of making it. So if someone doesn't have the dedication, of course they're not going to keep pursuing and and get to that level that they feel that they should be at. But like I said, everyone's story is everyone's path is different. I've met people that have walked into Nashville and sat down at a bar and played a song, and Toby Keith walked in and said, Hey. I want that song. And, uh, you know, I've I've met people that have been here on the grind for 10 years. And usually they say Nashville is a 10-year town. So after 10 years, people's face are, you know, people recognize the face, the record labels and executives see their face enough. They say, oh, okay, maybe this guy does have the dedication. Maybe we do need this to sign him. And, uh, like I said, everyone's story is different. People here for a day and get signed people here for 20 years and don't get signed.
1: Well, that's amazing. I think that, you know, speaks to different parts of, you know, life and different pursuits, regardless of what you're doing, whether it's music right. or and pottery or, you know, being a doctor, you know, it still takes that, you know, sustained commitment.
0: Yeah. And being signed doesn't necessarily mean that's the golden ticket. Um, I know several artists that have never been signed to a label and they're as happy as someone that that got signed because they own all the rights to their music. Uh, they're doing well and, uh, they're still able to go out and perform. So, I mean, they define their success based on their story, no matter how they got there. So,
1: so I'm going to see you on stage January 16th. I'll end, I'll end our conversation with this because I want to say the good stuff for when I meet you in person, but can you just describe for me as we close down what's it like when you get on stage and you you know, strum your instrument, you you, you warm up your voice, and you get ready to perform?
0: You know, when the music starts, I feel like I'm actually not even on the ground the entire time. Like, uh you know, I've been sober my entire life, 35 years old, never drank alcohol, never done any drugs. But I would say that music is my drug of choice. Uh, it's like music's my drug of choice and I stay high all the time. <laughs>
1: <That> is, <laughs> so when that the
0: music is. starts, I'm not even on the I'm not even on the stage. I'm floating.
1: That's pretty profound, dude. I really like that. I really like that a lot. Well, listen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Clayton Q. Is what he's called, never served in the military, but is giving out of his time to support veterans in the Nashville area through the Red, White, and Ice event at the Boondocks in Columbia, Tennessee, January 16th. I'll have links to all his, you know, stuff in, in, in the po- show post for this. You want to come by the Boondocks in the Tennessee area and watch him perform. You know, Clayton, I've really had a good time getting a talk with you all, even though yeah. this is primarily a veteran show and military you know affairs and history and stories I think stories like this are something that everybody regardless if they served or not or thinking about serving can relate to because a lot of the same lessons apply so I just want to thank you for coming by and sharing with me
0: absolutely thank you for having me I really appreciate it very much
1: well I will meet you in very soon and um, yes, I'm sir. looking forward to it
0: yes sir thank you so much
1: all right and as we say in Oscar Mike Radio we are mission in flight